0: Hey Mitch. Hey
4: Mitch.
1: Hey Mitch.
5: Hey Mitch. Hey Mitch. Hey
0: Mitch. Hey
5: Mitch.
6: All right, on this episode of Hey Mitch, uh Chris is here to join me.
7: Hey everybody.
6: And we're going to talk about YumaCon, which is coming up October 4th. The
7: 5th. October 5th. Yeah, October 5th.
6: I meant October fifth. <laughs> I said October fourth because that's the Friday before, and Hey Mitch comes out on Fridays. <laughs> Boom. Uh, but to talk about uh, YumaCon 2019, we have uh, Anna. Yes. As Thank you for 18. having me. I'm sorry. What?
0: <laughs> Isn't it the 19? YumaCon 2018. Did I say 18? You did say 18. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just I'm awesome. off of it today.
6: So yes, <laughs> 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 2019. Anna is running the show, putting the show together. Uh, we also have guests that are going to be running games throughout the day at the con. So we're going to talk about all that and what we can expect at Yumicon 2019 and how it's going to be a great time. Anna what 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 is some of the things that uh, Yumacon means to this community?
3: Well Yumacon is uh, brings the community together, everybody that likes to uh, comics, cosplay, uh, games a little bit of everything and so we tried to bring it together so we knew there was the need for it and our mastermind was laura and some of you probably will uh, know her and so now she lives in phoenix and so now um the coordinating uh, coordinating this uh, whole event and so we wanted to keep it alive we wanted to keep it new fresh and so we tried to bring uh you know as much as we can and so we know it's going to be awesome. And this year we have a couple new um, things happening in there. So we're going to have uh, virtual reality games. And so those are going to be uh, available for people uh, for free. But we also have like the tabletop games. and so we have um, arcade games this time. So not just a couple, but a couple more. So we're just uh, working, getting there. And we also have some guests coming down from uh, Phoenix area, from L.A., from a couple of other people uh, from, uh, I'm sorry, from other places. So it's going to be fun.
6: Can It'll you great. can you can you talk about the kind of guests that you have coming? Yes, this
3: year? I can talk about some of them. We have um, Arizona Power Girl, Carnical, um, coming from. Um, she's been uh, in the LA Comic Con and San Diego, Phoenix. So some of you probably have met her. She's also um, she has a lot of like social media influence and such. So she's coming down for the first time, and we're really excited to have her. So that's gonna be awesome. Also, we have. Um, I know. I just got confirmation last night, so it hasn't been posted online. But I know he has been here before with us. But Dave Garcia is also coming. Oh, so wow. the creator of the Ticks. So I know a lot of you know him as well. So. <laughs> That's gonna be <laughs> exciting. That's awesome. Yes, it's very exciting. So and um, there's gonna be more people. So uh, we're gonna be posting about it online. So we have posted about some of our guests already, and we also have some vendors um, coming down. Uh, some of them are, or uh, some of the usual that we have, but we also add in a couple new ones. So uh, we have people coming from uh, Metahuman Comics as well, coming mm-hmm. from El Centro. So we have um, uh, some of the local ones, but we also have uh, people from uh, Phoenix area and Tucson area as well.
6: What what do you think that makes it YumaCon, such a, you know, different type of con from, you know, the bigger ones that lots of people know the names of, but yet, you know, I'm not trying to take anything away from us. It's just what do you, what makes us different?
3: I think it's that uh, community gets together mm-hmm. and then uh, it's the time to celebrate um, these arts. And then also, I always get to see when the cosplayers come over and they get to show their costumes. I know some of them are teenagers or some of them are older as well. And they don't have the opportunity to go to the bigger city ones. And also, some of them, or some of them get sold out right away and it's hard to get tickets to them. So we open up this opportunity to them to do it here locally uh, with the people that we know. But we also try to bring um, the different um, things that they also get to offer in the bigger cons.
6: Mm-hmm. now chris i know that we as a media group have gone to yumacon last few years it's been a, a good help for us because it boosts our standing in the community but it also gets us out there to a lot of listeners and stuff like that a lot of people getting eyes on
7: us and our social media and stuff like that what does the yumacon mean for you i think it's just fun uh, you know growing up here in Yuma like one of the places and I mean everybody in this room I'm familiar with it because of FanQuest you know this was our first convention you know the the, the store on Avenue A you know it's like ooh there's people in the back room playing their games oh in the front you know every Wednesday what issue did you get what was pulled for you so I think it's exciting now to see it expand and you know having the Yuma Arts Center the Civic Center and various other places Host these events, bring people, bring people in from you know other cities, uh, talent, you know local talent, and things like that. And I think it's just great; it gives people that venue to share their hobby, to experience their hobby, to put it on a bigger stage. So it's it's nice because I never thought the words Yuma and Con would ever be put together. <laughs> and you know, this is what the third or fourth one, correct?
3: This is actually the fifth.
7: one. The fifth yeah. one, yeah. So yeah. I don't do math, but yeah, so that's <laughs> <laughs> that's 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 real exciting to see that for five years this has been happening. So I think that's great. So then, let's go ahead and go around
6: the table real quick. Uh, Gino is first. What, you know, introduce yourself, and then what does uh, Yumacon mean for you? What are you gonna be doing at the con?
5: Well, I've been active in the Yumacon I think since the beginning. Um, Diane's asked me to help her by running a couple of the D and D games. I've been playing Dungeons and Dragons for. Uh, countless numbers of years. I mean, he's the one that got me into playing D&D all those years ago. (laughs) Um, I'm going to be running the Dragons of Ice Fire Peak. That's the D&D Essentials box set that just came out. And it's a good introductory uh, campaign that I just started reading. (laughs) Um, But it's a very easy read and it's very uh, simple. Um, And... Yumekon, I mean, like it's it's grown so much since like we were all over there in the art building, mm-hmm. and uh, over here in the convention center for the past couple years. And yeah, it's it's amazing. Every time I go, it's like wow. This you know, for for Yuma to have such a an event like this every year, it's it's just big for me. You know, cause I've been trying to get over to heaven forbid the San Diego Comic Con <laughs> which never has <laughs> never can get tickets for that no it's so close yet so far
7: right? I know <laughs> you have to make a small sacrifice to get those tickets <laughs> I think about it
8: <laughs> uh, Michael yeah uh, I'm Michael you've uh, been on the podcast before yeah, I've been, yeah I was here last time we uh, talked about D&D um, so this will be my first time running a game at a convention uh, or I've been to a couple of conventions in the past, smaller ones from back in New York when I was living there, but uh, this will be my first time, obviously, going to Yumacon U- since i only been here a short while. Um, but uh, I'm going to be running two games. Uh, one of them, the first game I'm going to run is called Kids on Bikes. It's kind of like a uh, uh, Scooby-Doo, Stranger Things, kind of mystery type of game. Uh, it's different type of uh, game system than D&D, so it's not going to have the same... Uh, Full mechanics of it. Um, It's a little bit more story-based, less uh, um, you know, full-out character sheet type type stuff. So it's a little different um, in that aspect. And then the next game I'm going to run is uh, Star Trek. Uh, It's uh, got a really interesting uh, mechanical system to it. Plus, it's a little you know, again, it's like you know, doing uh, Star Wars without all the. Star Wars stuff, obviously, (laughs) but it's its its own it's its own entity. But uh, Morpheus Games, who makes it, it, um, really came out with a really good system, and I've been really interested about running it. And I thought this would be a good opportunity to uh, demonstrate something other than D anD D, because I mean, we play a lot of D anD D in town here. Notice, you know, just in FanQuest alone, we you know have all those games that we've talked about in the past, and uh, you know, it's just trying to introduce uh, other games to the community that maybe they haven't heard of or seen, and this might. thought this would be a good time to do it uh, especially also being a new to the convention scene here but um, it definitely um, you know as as of no, you know being in the area a short time and seeing that this community is so uh, close-knit in having a convention like this and because San Diego Comic-Con is so far away uh, and so expensive and and all the conventions nowadays seem to be like that um, you know, it's nice to have the little smaller, you know, like, niche group conventions where people can get those opportunities and not spend, you know, $10,000 to go and and go to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, to me, this is a great opportunity, you know, to get me out there, you know, my, you know, my name and stuff out there as a, you know, aspiring DM. But, uh, you know, it's also a great opportunity to meet people in the community and see that, you know, for new people, you know. So, Dan. Okay.
6: Now, obviously, you've been involved with it for uh, since the beginning. I mean, like mm-hmm. Chris said, you you were the shop, you were the convention in this town for the longest time. Uh, what does yeah. having this venue mean?
0: Well, we always try here at the store at FanQuest um to invite people in and to teach people about the new games that go on or if they've never even heard of them to introduce them to them um so we keep our games where if you just want to come in and try it out you can come in for one session and see if you like it we have several dms right now um who all have different techniques so um all the all, all of our dms are going to be at the con running different things uh robert's not here today but he is actually going to be running D game for us uh where you have to sing Mm. So if you love karaoke and you love to play fantasy games, you know, come on down and get jump into Robert's game because we're all going to be singing.
6: I feel, I feel like that's two worlds that you don't usually see collide together: karaoke and D anD. d But
0: right, but that's an interesting thing about games is that you can um, change them mm-hmm. and adapt them to make them fun. And that's our main thing, is to get people to come and have fun. Right. And um, we've been lucky enough to work with Anna and um, the city of Yuma with the con to host the gaming. Um, So on top of all the role-playing, we're also going to have collectible card games, and we're going to have some miniature games going, too. So if you like the little miniatures and you like to paint, you can come down, talk to the guys, and they'll give you tips on how to do that, too. So it's just... um, we want to expand our hobby, and we want people to know that we are here and that um, if you are interested in this stuff, come and talk to us at the con, come and talk to us at the store, and we'll help you out. And if we don't know how to do it, we know somebody who does, and we'll point you in their direction.
5: There you
6: so, go.
0: <laughs> we're, we're excited.
6: Sounds so. good. I mean, sounds like it's going to be a great time. Yeah. Go
0: ahead. Hi, my
1: name is uh, Susan, and I got started in fa- at FanQuest way back in the day when Pokemon first came out. My little daughter wanted to play, and there weren't very many people and adults around, so I started playing. So that was when, 19, what, 1995? Oh, I'm dating myself. <laughs> um, I am supposed to be uh, playing Pokemon and setting up and helping other young people aspire to play it. Um, unfortunately, now I want to go and play his game. I want to go play his game. I want to go play all the games, and I don't know that I want to sit and play Pokemon well i want to go sing in Dungeons and dragons too so um having a fun place to play games um is awesome and diane's done a great job for years uh i now participate in board game night which who would have thought i'd be playing what are we playing zombie zombie like and some other <laughs> games that i've seen on the shelf didn't know how to play them and so i've been learning uh, different board games that Diane sells as well. So it's been a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to uh, participating in this uh, YumaCon too. And,
6: and so, I mean, you made the joke about it, but I'm, I'm sure it's a little bit of seriousness. And How do you feel about having to be in one spot dealing with, uh, you know, just your section when there are so much other things that you want to go do?
1: I taught high school for 27 years. I'm good sitting in one place. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it's okay. I mean, now she tells me I have to make some decks for starters, and I'm going, well, that's going to be fun, because I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> um, but it, it's all good. I don't I don't mind teaching little kids. I actually prefer when we come on Pokemon night when we have the little kids. Wednesday. Because then I say, why did you do that? And I help them to realize that they made mistakes, and why? Not, mm-hmm. you did that wrong. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to, you know, because now my daughter, I sent all my old cards to my daughter. And then she realized that the old cards don't have a chance against the new cards. So she is now playing with her 6-year-old son. He has memorized all his cards and they play Pokemon and when I went out there I play Pokemon with him. Aww. And she got me into Pokemon Go so now I do that too. <laughs> so and, and we're then a gym. And, and so we're gym so we'll sit here and we're playing Pokemon and we're like okay there's a raid everyone get ready and we all raid at the same time when the gym comes up it's a raid. So we're playing two things at one time.
6: Okay, so then, the, I mean, are you going to be doing uh, the video game or Pokemon Go and the card game at the, I at the con? I don't,
1: know, and I also play Pokemon online with the cards, <laughs> but my iPad doesn't have access to uh, Internet, and it's too small on the phone to even see the cards. Ah. So I do that one, too. So we got three Pokemon going for me. So, um, I could phone, yeah, but it's it's pretty
0: complicated to get it set up so if the kids are already on um so if you want to play pokemon go at the um at yumacon there are actually uh two pokestops there at yumacon and um we're asking people to save all your lures and we'll just put lures on all day and keep them going at yumacon so pokemon go players come on over (laughs) i got like 20 lures (laughs)
6: yeah Okay, so there's there's going to be all your Pokemon for YumaCon. Thomas?
2: Hey, uh, I'm new to the Yuma area, and uh, my name's Thomas. I play a game called Bolt Action. It's a World War II 28mm, about an inch tall miniature game. Uh, it's reinforced infantry platoons that face off in small unit tactics with a simple keep the action going rules and a exciting blind activation mechanic that creates Tension in the Fog War. It's going to be uh, a lot of fun. And uh, I hope to get more people excited about historical miniatures. So then what what would
6: be the big difference between a, a miniature game and a more traditional d game?
2: Uh, it's more structured, I would say. It's, it's all about the actual visualization of the miniatures on the ground, on the table, and you moving it and then doing dice to see what happens.
6: So it's still a dice structure you're rolling to see how you move, how you act, and stuff
2: like right. that? Right. This, uh, What I like the most about bolt action is each side has their own, each unit has their own order dice of their own color and then that's all put in a bag and so you don't know if you're going to get to activate a unit next or they're going to activate a unit next. So, blind activation. You could have the best laid plan but, uh, oh, they just got an activation. They just got another activation. Um, we gotta adjust on the fly, <laughs> just like uh, just like real life. Uh, no plan survives contact with the enemy. That's right.
6: So, I mean, sorry for my ignorance, but like, what, how long does a game like that usually partake
2: or take? A about a thousand point game is the standard, and that can be a hour and a half to two hour game.
6: Okay. Um, do you plan on making adjustments for the fact that it's at a con? Like, to right. A uh, we're going to be
2: playing longer? a much smaller, probably a 500-point game in a reduced fill to make sure the action happens quick, mm-hmm. um, just to give people a feel of the mechanics of the game.
6: So is this more close to saying play Risk or uh, like a card like Pokemon or, or a card trading card game like that as opposed to a role-playing game, or is it more like playing a role-playing
2: game? I would say it's a little bit more like the role playing battle aspect of a role playing game. Yeah. Okay. It's uh it's very precise movements and you have to think uh you have to think tactically about what you're doing. Bolt action is very much uh most games end in draws because everything's so evenly forced out. But I've learned a lot of history just uh Reading some of the books and then being like, "Oh, I want to know more about this particular l- unit mm-hmm. that fought in World War II." So, if you like history, you like painting miniatures, like having fun, I'd I'd say check it out.
6: <laughs> okay, uh, Joey.
4: Yeah, my name's uh, Joey. Um, I've been playing a lot of the card games, even as far as back as Magic the Gathering, and now up to Transformers, which I just got involved in this previous day. Uh, the, thi- the thing about um, being at the con and being at FanQuest in general is that there- there's always people from different walks of life that you know, we come together, we're not looking to down each other or anything, we're here just to have a good time people involved in the community doing what we love just having a good time figuring out more about ourselves and just getting to know people in our community and that's been a pretty good tradition as far as i could tell for my weekends Mm -hmm. And, and just i mean what has it been for all these
6: years of being able to play of playing this game or these games as like for you like other than getting to know more people in the community and stuff like that just is it escapism is it uh the idea of learning more like uh, uh, Thomas was talking about with bolt
4: action. I think it has more to do of you try to channel the frustrations that life gives you basically, because let me put it this way. What we do here is a whole lot safer than the other ways people try to do to vent out frustrations. We're all here. And the the good thing about uh, all these new card games and even like D and D and all these other games I'm hearing about so far is you never stop learning something new. Don't be content. Try something new, and you can actually learn a whole lot more about people than you think, even by channeling it into either a trading card game, role-playing game, or even miniatures. And I've seen that all the years that Diane's had FanQuest open, and its I, I wouldn't trade it for the world at all.
9: Mm-hmm.
6: And so the, the game that you're going to be playing at Umacon, what 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 is
4: that going to be like? I'm going to be running the uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! TCG uh, for the YumaCon. I've been doing that for a while, and I've actually been to some professional tournaments also. Um, I've been doing it for quite a few years. The game has evolved. And the thing I'm trying to do is I'm trying to be the one that will teach you the game specifically down to its core. But I'm trying to escape the elitism that people have been feeling for years about the game.
6: So what, what are the tournaments like that, that you've been to?
4: Some of the tournaments I've been to, there, there's been good and bad at the same time. It started when they... Basically, they're saying, like, you have to play certain cards in order to be competitive or even to make it a so-called deck. And I said, no, I'm going to be winning tournaments on my own with my own decks. I want to do it through my own creativity, not through somebody else's borrowed wisdom.
6: Okay. So when you are going to be running your tournaments or your games at at YumaCon? Is there things that you've learned that you want to do different or
4: that you want to incorporate into what you're showing others? I basically like to have it come down to let people use their own creativity as far as creating decks go. I mean, yes, there are going to be some key cards or key elements of the game that you do need to pay attention to. But at the same time, think outside the box and that that's what I've done through learning with everybody down here at FanQuest don't close yourself off don't feel like you've hit a pinnacle on something keep thinking like could I have done better is there something new out there that maybe I didn't try or and I've been involved in several other card games even after Yu-Gi-Oh like like I said I just got involved in Transformers and I didn't think nothing of it but since I'm a fan of the franchise I said well, let's let's try it out and I just got my first deck completed yesterday and I found out the game is a whole lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. <laughs>
9: <laughs> and our last game master. Hello, my name is Jake and I'll be the games master of Cybertron in New Valhalla. And I'm no longer the newest person in town at the table. Thank you, mister. <laughs> I forgot. What bolt, Thomas. my action. There we go. Tol- Thomas. Thomas. <laughs> yep. Well, I like bolt action more. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
6: So what is a uh, new Cybertron, new Valhalla? Is that what it was? Or? Yeah,
9: I'll be running the Transformers TCG, which um, honestly I have no idea how that'll go. We haven't gotten a Transformers tournament off yet. It's been a slow first year for the game, but I'm hoping year two gets a lot better with a lot more people because we've got a new set coming out November 22nd, I believe. And then Valhalla is for Force of Will, which Force of Will, for everyone who doesn't know, is basically they took Magic and they're like, I don't like this, and that's what Force of Will is. <laughs> <laughs> so
6: both car- both trading
9: card games. Yeah, both trading card games.
6: Now, are we talking about building decks like you do with Yu-Gi-Oh or Magic or Yu-Gi-Oh Magic or Pokemon or?
9: Yeah, exactly. They're both they're both deck building games, and both of them are very intricate in their design, but. Force of Will very much It should be familiar to people considering, yeah, it is just magic, but what they didn't like about magic. A bit of Hearthstone sprinkled in.
6: So what, what, what is it that they took out then? What was it that they didn't like about
9: Magic the Gathering? They didn't like the chance of getting lands. Instead, they just made a separate deck that you could pull from once a turn to make sure you got a land. Uh. <laughs> now, if you get the wrong color, that's on you. Ah,
6: fair, fair. How long have you been playing that one?
9: I've been playing that one... I'm starting to measure time in clusters now. I've been playing that one for four clusters now. Four clusters. Basically, since I started coming here, even actually.
6: And a cluster in normal time would it's,
9: be. It's just a year. A year. Got yeah. it. <laughs> four sets in a year, one every three months. Got it. Newest one will be November eighth, I believe, for the new cluster.
6: Um, and then the the transformer game. What do we? How, how is that like incorporating? What. People mostly know from the, t- the TV shows or the movies or comic books back in the day.
9: It's very much based on G1, like as far as the art style and such not. But then as far as the actual game, the actual game is just weird because for the main thing, you have just giant cards that you cannot put in a normal deck box. Oh. Like, you see them in the decks and you think they're just promo items. No, you just actually use them. You just use them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or in Joey's case, since his is all in a deck box, his is a combiner cons. You take five of them, open the card up, and then just put that all out as one character. <laughs> <laughs> the sleeves are a nightmare.
6: So, okay, now everybody's talked about the game that they've, they're going to be playing or doing. Oh, Diane, you also have a game you're going to be doing.
0: Um, I just wanted to um, talk about a couple of the ones that people aren't here. Oh, okay. Sorry. Um, So um, for Pokemon, um, the other person who's going to help us is Oliver. And um, he actually went to Worlds this past year. Mm. Um, So he's a very, very good player. Um, He also speaks Spanish and English. um, So we're going to be able to help anybody that wants to learn how to play. Um, And then Robert's also going to run Paranoia which is another role-playing game Um, and he already has all the characters for it because in this game yeah characters die quickly so (laughs) if you just want to come and play a quick role-playing game and see how it is you can just jump in and jump out can Um,
6: anybody talk about paranoia does anybody have any more information on that
0: um i don't know mike do you know anything on it do you guys don't? No, Robert has all that He's stuff. all that information. Yeah.
6: Okay. Well, and, then everybody should jump, show up and, and learn more about it, because it sounds like an interesting game. Yeah, you...
0: it's it's really fun, and if you just want to try a role-playing game for a couple minutes, you can jump in and try it out, and then once your character's done, you know, you you're, somebody you're... else could take your <laughs> place. Yeah.
5: I know, I, I know that game has been around a long time. Yes. And because I remember seeing it even before I started coming to FanQuest, I would see it in like old comic books and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, I never got into it, but it always sounded like a really cool game. <laughs> right.
0: Um, and if you like other card games, um, Josue is going to be running all of our Bushy Road uh, card games, which is Card Fight, Vanguard, uh, Y Shores, and Buddy Fight. And so if you want to learn any of those card games, you can come down Uh, and Anna will have a schedule up soon on her website uh, to tell you all the times that we'll have people dedicated there to play the games. Um, A lot of our gamers will also be there just the whole day. So if you want to play a certain game, especially for the card games uh, and. Uh, it's not this, that set time for that game. Just talk to one of our gamers, and um, they'll probably be able to get you in and walk you through one of them.
6: Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Uh, let me talk to the people that are are new to the area, new to the community. The idea of coming in and um, being a part of this when you're still new, when you're still you know developing the friendships that you're gonna you're gonna want and need. What, what does that mean for for being the center of your particular games?
2: Well, I found this is a very friendly gaming community in general. Uh, I've been around places, and sometimes you go to a game shop, and people just give you the stink eye, like, why is this new person here? <laughs> but uh, no, this this has been a great community so far, and I'm excited to be a part of it okay
8: yeah. yeah i mean even for me being here almost a year now like just in this in the city and uh i feel like uh i've you know the community here just really does embrace you um and lets you you know be active and, and it is a really active community and and uh you know when we you know, when I came in and wanted to start running games, Diane gave me that, you know, facilitated that for me. And, uh, I've met a lot of really interesting people who have, you know, helped me, you know, be f- more comfortable here. I mean, I'm here without my family. I've been separated them for almost a year now. And, you know, I'm just separated you know. because of work. Yeah. Cause of work. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Separate because of work. <laughs> um, but, Mitch. yeah, Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> He's a nerd. <laughs> just don't but, want anybody to get the wrong idea. I mean, it, well, then go back and listen to the last podcast, exactly. and you'll know. But uh, right. so, um, but no, but it, but again, it, it, I agree with Tom on this. Or you know, this is this community really just kind of, oh, uh, you know, if you're a gamer and you come in, and it really does embrace you. And, and I mean, the the group of people we have at the store here at FanQuest, uh, I mean, we do come together as almost like a little family and help each other out and, you know, everyone makes us feel comfortable, you know, like, you know my game gets bigger and bigger every every other week, but um, I still feel like we have connected, because, like, I have, I, I look at the people across from the table that I'm DMing for and, you know, I I feel like I can hang out with them, I go, I've gone out to, like, coffee and dinner with them and, like, just hung out and, you know, I've met those people and made those connections and i mean i've been like again me and tom were both like i was in the army and tom's in the army and uh you know so we have those same experiences of like sometimes you go to a place and it's just like no one no one talks everyone is just does their own thing and you're just kind of a boat in the ocean and, and, and like here it doesn't feel that way so
2: yeah no uh this this place has been great i've
8: only been here a couple weeks so it's yeah. pretty cool Wow. Yeah, it was funny watching him when he when he came to the store. I was like, Oh another an army guy, get over here. <laughs> Let me talk to this dude. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, that that that's for. I mean, for new people, I think this was a really this is a really good community for new gamers to feel comfortable in their skin here.
6: Okay, yeah. so then that brings me to another Gino, Suzanne, and, and Joey, with the uh, the idea that you've played the longest of these games. What are you gonna when when the hope is that you're gonna have people who've never played come up to you at at the Yumacon and are interested in it's like how do you how do you deal with them like that on on that that level like not just the people that have played other games but these are straight up amateur novices no 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 idea like
5: that well like with me especially again like, it doesn't matter if it's here or at the comic con you know for me it's immersion you gotta immerse them in it. It's like you know they come over and they just want to look. No, no, you sit down here. Here's your character sheet. I'll explain as we go. And you know they either like it or they don't. So I mean it's just like anything you try. Mm-hmm. You know you, you gotta try it to to find out if you like it. And I, I get people that say, oh yeah, I'm gonna come. I'm gonna come. And maybe I see him, but maybe I don't. <laughs>
2: you know. I I've been running demos for Bolt Action for a couple of years now, and sometimes people. Pick it up. Some, sometimes a game's just not for that particular person. Mm-hmm. It's just the roll of the dice, really.
5: Mm-hmm. And uh, that's why I—that's I, why I, I prefer. Ride. I mean, I, I, if I wanted to, I could probably, you know, get everything at my at my home together and situated that we could play, you know, play like every weekend. But you know, playing here just is is better because you, you I do have like the the core group that comes and play. then I have those people that just come in and think that they want to watch, but I make them play.
6: So with, what's the, what is that hook? What is that thing that you're like, this, this is the thing that I know that it, for most people, nine out of 10 will
5: get them hooked. It, they, they either, in the immersion, in the immersion, it, uh, I don't know. They just they they just have that connection. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
6: There's not there's not like something you throw out like a you know a, a certain battle. Just get them going into a bar fight or anything like that. It's just no. you, it's, it's different for everybody. It's
5: just it's different for everybody. Either either they like they like my game style, you know. And my mind, I try to do a mixture of everything. But when you have some certain players like I have. Who, kill you know it's like, okay here's the monster go kill it <laughs> Joey and it's as Gino says we
4: we're not, we're not going to rush people who come in through the door we're yeah well basically ask like welcome to the shop is there something that you're particularly interested in or is there something you want to try new and it's like Gino says we're, we're trying to be as friendly as possible and you could be someone who has never played any of these games before but you want to learn or you just maybe want to try something new that you don't normally do in, the, in socializing in the community. I mean, I've been around with these guys, including some of the newbies here for quite a while. And I, I've never seen someone who's either angry or frustrated over something because it, it, it's like going to the bar after work. You forget work, forget everything else <laughs> going on in your life. We're here to have a good time.
7: Then I think it helps with Diane's cookies, huh? That's how you lure them in to stay. <laughs> <laughs> Only at
0: Christmas time. Only at Christmas yes. time. Well,
9: or when you feel like it. Th- th- there you go.
6: Once once they get hooked at YumaCon, they'll come here during Christmas time, and you really get sink those hooks in. Right.
9: Well, I mean, that's so, what the Christmas part is for.
6: There you go.
0: The sway just came in, so I was gonna let him talk about some of the
6: card games. Go ahead and uh, introduce yourself, and and we were going around saying what you know what Yumicon means for this community and for you, and then also what game you're going to be taking care of at the convention.
10: Um, hi, my name is Josuarinellis. I'm actually one of the main helpers at the shop for running uh, the Bouchero card games. Those games range from Future Card Fight, Watch Shorts, and Cardfight Vanguard. I've been playing all of these almost since the time they released. The only exception would be Buddyfight other than, and Vanguard. Um, Vanguard started, the year it came out but not towards like the very end of the year so late August, early September roughly of the year they came out uh, for me HumanCon is just really bringing people together, it's more just show people what they can do when they have nothing else to do really let's uh, say they're getting bored of whatever they're doing, some people say, It's us go out see what else we can do if they some people sometimes they'll go to YumaCon and say, hey, What's this game? Well, I'll go up to them, or when the other players will go there and say, Hey, this is ex- this is let's say, example of this card five anger. There's a game you can just pick up very simply and do very well with just a beginner deck. Not unfortunately, not all games are like that, but a handful of them are like that. It's very beginner friendly, it's not that hard to pick up either.
6: Okay. And, and how long have you? Or you said you've been playing since their inception, but like, so, how long have you that. been? How long have you been playing these type of games?
10: Uh, like all kinds of games, or just the like the, tabletop games, role playing games, card games. Uh, f- 2010, I think. So okay. nine years, give or take. All right, maybe ten. <laughs> and these are the
6: ones that you found you gravitated gravitated towards more yeah, than
10: others. Because originally I figured you like the most people tend to or magic or Pokemon. I screw I didn't grow up. I was more like I just I just didn't like how they were going towards. At uh, one, of my friends Dom showed me Vanguard. Like, okay, I can get into this. Then White Shorts came out. It's a game based on uh, anime. Video games started like okay, that's easy when you get into the third one. Just it just showed up. I tried it. Like that, basically it.
9: Hmm.
6: Okay, Anna. So now that you've listened to this decades and decades of experience and history of vid- of t- tabletop games here, how do you feel about uh, coordinating that that's that aspect of the of the convention?
3: I love being the coordinating, the coordinator for this because I see how people comes together mm-hmm. and how they are able to share their experience, how they're able to teach others. And then um, also it's like if they have never played, I think they'll feel comfortable enough to go walk to one of them and say, hey, mm-hmm. I would like to learn this more. I would like to see how it is. And I think... I think this is going to be great. This is going to be amazing because it is open to everybody. It doesn't really matter how many years of experience you have or if you have none. You can still walk over here and then feel um, welcome.
6: And uh, not to put you on the spot, but obviously you're probably going to be pretty busy during the convention. But if you had some free time, which which one of these game <laughs> stops are you going to be heading towards?
3: They all sound amazing. And is <laughs> I have played some of them I haven't continued to play because you know, you start getting older you start getting busy with some other stuff but I remember playing with my cousin because (coughs) he Does a lot of these games i just remember uh pokemon and jugio because i think those were like the easy for me to understand so i remember playing but if i will be able to i think i would like to stay at each table for a little bit and then see how it is about so uh, that's what i when i do my rounds i like to go and see how everything's going and so that's when i get to experience a little taste of it but it's it's gonna be fun mm. so
6: all right chris you and I obviously come from the comic book side uh, yes. when we go to conventions and stuff like that. But all this gaming that we've talked about, uh, what what is interests you the most?
7: I guess uh, so I, I don't want to get into another addiction. <laughs> so I think that, that's what it comes down to. You know? like I, I remember, oh, I only have so much money. But uh, <laughs> yeah. But uh, honestly, that, that bold action sounds kind of interesting just because you know as an amateur history buff so it's kind of neat to get in there and like okay you know what what was going on with this and that and especially you know World War II is it's a big draw you know it's it's very interesting Uh, Transformers though G1 God I love that stuff I mean it takes me back to you know, having those old bulky toys and, and the, when the cartoon show would come on. So that's going to be something, you know. But I don't know. I guess I got lucky. My gaming, it stopped because when Hero Clicks, man, when they had those, and especially when they had DC and Marvel. No, still
1: have mine. My- no.
7: <laughs> no we're, we're, well, because luckily I remember a friend, he got the chase. And the minute he got that, it was like, well, I can't get it. I'm out, <laughs> you know. The George Costanza, I was out. I was done. I was happy. But it is fun. It is fun to just kind of see come in. So it's like I think what was it? The paranoia. That sounds kind of interesting. Just pop in, do something, try it out, and and go away from it. You know, because it's. I mean, it, it is. It's exciting. The energy that people bring into their hobbies. The people you meet that have that as well. It's it's fun time. So yeah, I'll definitely I'll be walking around the floor as well and try to check some of the stuff out and see see what happens. But I'm gonna leave my wallet at home. I'm warning you now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let
6: me. Ask everybody else. I mean, obviously, you have interests and hobbies and things that you geek out about outside of these particular games. Do you ever see yourself uh, throwing them together? I mean, we we talked about karaoke and D D being something that's being smashed together. Do you, Gino, you know when you're creating a game uh, that's not inside of a, a, a box or anything like that, do you do you incorporate your other likes into it?
5: Um, uh, yeah, I, I one time made an, av- I, I love the movie, the princess bride. Okay. And I, I, I made an adventure just based on that. Okay. And, uh, nice. and I incorporated it kind of like into the real world. Uh, they had to go up to Humperdinck's, uh, tower skyscraper, mm-hmm. you know, building and fight their way up the different floors, levels, uh and defeat the prince (laughs) (laughs) you didn't you didn't have him do to the pain did you Uh, no no i i i I almost wanted to incorporate something like that but yeah yeah i made every level like a different type of different challenge of you know and they had to figure it out
6: okay uh, in the the trading card games, is there a way to do similar things or is there a way to, uh, you know, incorporate with your, I, I assume with Pokemon, I don't really know a lot about it, but like with the Pokemon Go, I know you can be part of a different clans or something like that. Is, when you get to a group, do you, can you and your group incorporate other things the same?
5: Well, it's not They're not clans or teams. I play teams. Pokemon Go. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's
9: literally that. what Weiss is. Weiss, she can actually make the argument of would Batman beat Gorin Lagan, and then just there's the argument. There's the argument. <laughs> yeah. And you actually just beat Gurren Lagan over the head with Batman.
0: Uh, Weiss, can you tell about Weiss? How it's different anime? Uh, yeah,
10: I'm so for <laughs> so for Weiss, there's many. It takes multiple series that popular in the mainstream media. Well, not like the actual like, like the HBO. Cartoon narrator, that kind of stuff. It's more like what's big in Japan like right now. Yeah, not you know, Game that, of Thrones. <laughs> not, not Game of Thrones? That would be interesting, though. <laughs> I wonder how fast that would sell out. <laughs> but no, um, you just take, you have multiple titles. Some of the big ones I can you know, like a handful of people I heard, was the Attack on Titan, uh, Steinsgate, Sword Art Online, Fairy Tale. These are like some ma- of the big major titles. And a lot of people argue like, oh, this is better than this. Well, with wise, you can t- put a deck of the characters together and fire it out to see like, theoretically, this is better than this or this is better than that. Or you could just make a pure character deck that you just like and say i don't care so just like what we do chris with imagine <laughs> if
7: we... <laughs> we need to make our own collectible card game
9: <laughs> yes but you can't test if goku would beat superman
7: oh you can't no no
6: oh. that
9: man is yet. the only dc thing
6: i yes. mean isn't that uh haven't they there's written lots of there's videos a dragon ball game and, too, so and right? all kinds of stuff where the, they, they try and pit those two together against the, each other the, right?
10: the dragon uh, ball has its own card game so don't don't expect that crossing <laughs> over into White anytime soon at all because <laughs> of licensing Right. <laughs> Fair.
0: Um The other interesting thing about the card games is the artwork. Um, so if you really love beautiful artwork, uh, and a lot of the comic collectors buy the covers just because of the artwork, well, a lot of the cards have tremendous artwork that is just totally beautiful. That was one of the selling points for Force of Will, was that their artwork was so gorgeous that people were buying them just because they love the artwork so much.
4: Okay. I think it comes down mainly to, and I, excuse me if I speak for everybody on this also, the, you know, the role-playing games, the table, all the tabletop games, I think it comes down to the marketing strategy, like, I'm referencing back to Yu-Gi-Oh, it has its own anime, it's got its own merchandising, uh, along with the kids, kids, and other audiences as well, it mainly comes down to, like I said, marketing, um, Dungeons & Dragons, I think, probably predates most of the uh, tabletop games that are here right now.
8: Right, yeah.
4: And it's it's mainly the way also that... Uh, what, what's your targeted audience also? But I think the ones that can appeal to the broadest type of audience also usually works the best. And you, you kind of personify that, Pokemon has. And then Dungeons & Dragons, you don't you could be someone who's new... To be someone who's been doing it forever, like Gino and Mike over here, they've been doing their stuff for quite a while. Just, like I said, what's been out there the most, but like I said, nothing surprises me anymore in this. <laughs> and
9: then Dungeons and Dragons, we don't talk about that.
4: No. <laughs> oh,
7: you're very right about the marketing, and even with that, the, the collectability, because I've found myself, like DC and Marvel, they've done collectible trading card games, and You know, I'll I'll go and I'll try to see if I can find singles and it's like, man, that's really beautiful artwork that I'm not going to find in a comic book. And, you know, you just buy that card put in a sleeve because I've got a couple of those, you know, the deck... The, the fancy plastic deck holders, and you're like, oh, I got all these in there, and you know, like, I think I've got one of like these like twenty five dollar cards, and I'm sure some some gamers like, oh man, I wish I had that in my deck. And I'm like, it's a pretty picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask everybody this: uh, Has anybody
6: themselves ever gone to a convention or a Yumicon in, in in the past and and uh, went to a game that they had never played before, like you guys are going to be doing, and, and picked up on that game at a convention? Has anybody had that experience yet?
9: I know how to play all of these, basically.
6: But you didn't. You've never discovered a new game at a convention. No, no. just here. <laughs> just here. Just here at the. At
2: the store. That's the just point. You're on
1: board game nights. <laughs> uh,
2: I I did go and discover a board game, at a Phoenix Comic Fest. Okay. And that that was a fun exciting experience how, how can you elaborate
6: on the experience like you went you went and you saw people
2: playing or uh it just i was with a group of people and the description of the board game sounded interesting so we played it we had time fit right in our schedule of the different things we wanted to do and it was it was a good time okay what was the game I can't remember the name of the game though. <laughs> Learned it, didn't learn its name. I was not the one who bought the game. Fair. So fair. Do you remember what kind of like what, it it was what a, you did? It was a. It was like a. You were on an alien planet and defending, the, colony outpost from waves of aliens that just kept getting harder. It was a cooperative, was defense, like defense game. Sounds like ICOM.
1: Oh. Mm-hmm.
2: Domicide. Yeah. But there, was, there was four different sides of the compound that they could enter from and they would randomly generate
8: You know, that sounds like a dead of winter kinda yeah. uh, yeah. esque type. Right, game. but it was all yeah. sci
6: fi and it was pretty cool. So, some some listener right now is just screaming at the their their radio being like, I know oh, who he yeah. Oh
1: yeah. <laughs> I
2: know that game. Okay, I've, me, been that <laughs> I've been that guy.
6: I've been that guy. It's usually movie titles though. All right, let's start on this side, and I want to know what it is that uh, you hope is going to be the big thing you get out of UMCon this year.
9: I need new Force of Will players okay, and actual Transformer players. I have three. You can't do a tournament with three. (laughs) Joey?
4: Basically, just outreach to people. Um, Like I said, any of these games is pretty much a lot of fun. Like I said, it's rare that we've ever seen anybody, like, in a bad mood or anything. But it gives me an idea of, like, what can I do under my own power? What can I actually do with my own collective knowledge on things? I want to connect with people who have the same feelings about it as I do. As much as it is as a competition, you also want to be creative and, like I said, just have fun. And I hope I could spread that to everybody else in the community. Thomas?
2: Yeah, pretty much the same thing. Just build more players for whatever game we're running. Mm -hmm. More people, more fun. Okay. I'm getting cavities over here, you two.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Same thing with Pokemon. We uh, have a certain crew that always comes, and then we get some new players, and then they show up for two weeks, and then they don't come back. Right. Um, I know it's hard with all the activities, with school and everything, but... Getting younger players, like I said, my grandson plays now. That's the third generation in my family. Um, And so it's fun when we're having parents are playing with their little kids, and their little kids are not scared to play adults. You know, you see adults playing a card game, you're like, I can't play them. So the whole goal is to get more people interested to come on a regular basis. Like he said, you know, if I, I drive from the foothills and I show up and there's only two people I can play, it takes 20 minutes, and then I'm gone because no one's here. Um, and I, it's okay to sit there and play Jake forever, but gets old, you know. I was going to say, why are you so, pointing at me? Yeah, <laughs> that's because you're the only one here that plays Pokemon, or that I play against. So, um, yeah, more players that will come on a regular basis. You know, yeah. Um, here on on game night, because my house isn't big enough to have people come over and play. <laughs> so
9: Wednesday specifically for Pokemon. Okay,
1: and s- Thursday for board game night. There you go. <laughs> let me uh, let
10: me skip over you and keep you for the end. Jose, uh, for me, we just we just get more players. Let before I remember, a good five four years ago, we used to have two tournaments running at once. Was in one day period, so I think it'd be great if we could ever get that number of players back again, but not just like for one game, any game really. We had five last night, Mm. five (laughs) and four the week prior, so our numbers have dipped dramatically compared to before. (laughs) Michael?
8: Yeah, so uh, for me, uh, I just kind of want to get out of this, you know. Because I'm playing games that are not typically Dungeons and Dragons or, you know, uh, things like that, I I just kind of want to show people that there are other things out there other than just Dungeons Dragons and the different systems Blasphemy. that are out there. Blasphemy. Oh. <laughs> We're making some enemies on this episode. <laughs> um,
7: Blasphemy.
8: Listen, I've I run two games at this store. I just wanted to try something a little different for once, okay? No, but I, I mean, you know, because there are so many different game systems out there, and especially for us role-playing you know, DMs, it's like, you know, it, it's showing them that there are these other systems out there, and getting people interested in those systems and then you know still coming back to D because D is the, you know the grandfather and we're all we all gotta pay homage to dungeons and dragons <laughs> but um you know and sacrifice and sacrifice okay, uh, <laughs> yeah exactly but um but that, that i want i want to show people that there are other things out there that they can try and then show that we're all not just D players we do try these other games um and then uh, personally, I just want to kind of get out that, you know, my own personal. Like, this is my first time running a game at a convention. I've only been to like two conventions in my lifetime. And the first one, I just kind of walked around and looked at stuff. <laughs> so, this is my first time kind of being a part of it. So, uh, kind of getting comfortable with being a part of something like, uh, you know, as big as this is. And, uh, you know, and hopefully doing well enough where people get interested yeah. and want to come back the next year. So.
6: Gina?
5: Um, you know, having been a role player now for close to 30 years, uh, yeah, Dungeons and Dragons I've played probably the most. But yeah, I, I do agree with Mike. Um, you know, having been a role player more in the past than a dungeon master now in the present, having played different games, it, it is a lot of fun. Uh, I've played those some of those different games and I wish that we did play more yeah. of those different games here yeah. Um, but yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah I'm, I'm limited in how I, how much I can play I play every other Friday uh, because I have a wife I have a son you know I have a job you know sometimes I gotta work on the weekend sometimes I gotta work late sometimes I show up late here on, on game nights um, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta give some of my Fridays over to my wife. You know, um, understandable. And but you know, what I want to get out of the Yumacon is, yeah, you know, anybody who's played my games know that. I don't like killing characters. Having been a player, been with, you know, played with other uh, DMs or game masters, you know, some of them take revel in killing characters. You know, that the, the adventure is all about killing your character. And it's like, I'm not about that. I'm here to create a story that I'm going to help guide you along. You're going to have fun. You're going to have an experience. There's going to be something, some kind of event in here that you're going to remember.
0: A a lot of times they're laughing so hard that um, we can't hear anything because they're just, you know, going (laughs) on. But I wanted to touch on that, too, is that a lot of times people will come in, they'll look at what we have on the shelves, and they'll say, oh, you don't have what we need, and then they walk out. Mm -hmm. And so we try to encourage people to, uh, if there's a game you want to play, let us know. We, We have really good distributors. We can get stuff in in like a week's time. Um, And we can set up time in the store for you to come in and play that game. And then we can also announce it so that hopefully we can get more people to come in and get interested. We're not about um, playing just one game. We want to play what people want to play. So if you want to play something, get in contact with us. We know a lot of different people around town that play stuff, and if we can't do it, We'll find somebody that helps you to learn to do it. So um, don't just come in and look at it on the shelves and then walk out. We're, we're willing to come and help you.
6: Sounds good. Yeah. So as as before, you give up, Mike. Uh, okay. As a uh, uh, not just the coordinator of these game gamers, you know, getting them to put their game stuff on as a vendor at the convention. You know, what does that mean to you?
0: Um, it's more exposure in the community. Uh, we've been here for over 29 years. There's still people that come in every day that have never heard of us. Uh, we have a big presence on Facebook. Uh, we help a lot of the charities around town. Um, and we try to make our community better. Um, we kind of frown upon players that come in and have attitudes that theirs is the only game that you can play. Uh-huh. Uh, we want people to come in. Have fun. If you don't like a game you're playing, try something else. And we have other people that will want to try it too.
7: That's
6: right.
0: So um, our main thing for Yumacon is exposure, and we want to try and share in all the fun.
6: Yeah. I mean, you want it's an inclusive thing, not an exclusive thing.
0: Right. So. And this is also what we try to promote with our comic books because comic book t- readers tend to buy their books, go home and read them, but they don't want to talk about them. So we try with Geek Elite Radio to do the podcast so that we can get um, our comic people together so that they can grow their enthusiasm. Um, So we're pitching for Mitch. Come on, (laughs) guys. Come out and help us and talk comic books with us. We'll be gaming mostly in our section, but if you want to come talk comics, we'll talk comics too.
6: Okay, Anna, you've heard... Everything that they that these people feel that they want to get from Yumacon what do you think is going to be the biggest thing uh, for other people to get out of Yumacon?
3: I'll just like to encourage everybody that's coming to Yumakon U- to go to FanQuest area try a game if they haven't tried it try something new get to meet all of you all of these guys and you know just try something different and then try you know it's a good place to make new friends try new things and see if you like it and then if not just go for something else and there might be a spot or a niche where you find and you feel yourself comfortable and i think that's all about yumacon you know just trying to find your 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 space your place
6: okay then so make sure to to watch uh the i assume yumacon facebook for scheduling and and yes. guests um is there also a
3: website uh, we only have the Facebook page right now That's and also the Umar Center So because the Center is the one that um, hosts the on. event. So just look for a page and then just uh, follow the Umar Center as well.
6: Okay. Okay. You can make sure to, to see uh, Chris and I down there at the Umacon. We'll be roaming around, doing interviews, Facebook Lives, all kinds of picture opportunities and stuff like that. We won't have a table because we would rather be out on the floor talking to people instead of having them come to us. We'll be in the thick of it. We'll be in the thick of it. Uh, so we'll definitely make it over to your guys' tables and, and uh, do a little interv- spot interviews while you're while you're gaming. See if you can do the sa- the two at the same time.
7: Yeah, we'll try to help the players. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at us distressly and we'll know to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs>
6: so also make sure to, to keep an eye on our Facebook. It's uh, facebook.com forward slash geeklymedia. Now, Uh, If I can get everybody to say geek out with me after I say always remember to. That's how we sign up. Okay? So until next time, this is Hey Mitch on the Geekly Media Network saying always remember to
8: geek out.
3: This concludes our broadcast.